welcome to the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. Okay, hello, welcome to episode 502. Three, I think, of the self-help podcast with me, Ed Lamb, and my good pal, Sean Orford, and Cooper the dog. <laughs> How you doing, Sean? I'm good. I've just been dogged, but apart from that, I'm fine. <laughs> been dogged, careful. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what that means, but yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> and he seems to calm down a little bit, um, which is cool. Well, let me just get my notes up, because today we're talking about uh, comebacks and experience and politics, because David Cameron's made a, a former Prime Minister's yesterday made a dramatic reappearance by the time this goes out he might be out of a job already yeah. things are moving so quickly in politics but we thought we'd talk about that and use it talk around the themes and themes of experience and uh yeah yeah all that kind of stuff yeah um but yeah we'll come to that in a minute uh live in the present.co.uk for all the show notes and links as ever oh there he goes uh and yeah do get in touch as if, if there's anything you'd like us to talk about in an upcoming show uh how you doing sean what you been up to um, what am I doing? Uh, I am getting on with life. I am getting fitter, but I'm not where I was. Well, you, were, you were close to rolling around on the floor with Cooper before. You I were, was, yeah. yeah I'm looking... completely worn out now. I've got to be able to do anything for a week. So. <laughs> Go on a bit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're uh, getting back to your best, aren't you, man? Yeah, I'm getting there slowly, but it's, uh, it's very frustrating. Yeah. And uh, uh, when I see people that are really debilitated, you know, something's really happened to them. Mm. You know, they, they've lost a limb or something like that. And I think, how on earth do you cope? Okay. You know, yeah. you have to go, go through such a kind of reassessment of who you are and what you are and what you can do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's phenomenal that people do it, really. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Fair play. All right, well, yeah, carry mm. on, man. Keep on keeping on. I'm getting there. So how are you doing? Yeah, I'm okay as well. Yeah, well, life's pretty full on. But I've been doing events when I did an event would work in Bristol uh, last weekend, which was cool. I'd, I'd never been to Bristol before. Um, never been to in Bristol? In my whole life, oh yeah, would you believe God. it? 41 yeah. years in, and uh, I was only there very briefly. Um, like So I walked along the river there, and we did an event at a really did cool event. Did you see venue. the Clifton? The, the bridge? Yeah. Uh, no. My train might have gone over, actually, but I was in really yeah. early. And then I was out when it had gone yeah, dark. Clifton Suspension Bridge is the thing to see. Yeah, you know, I don't yeah. think I did. Um, but walked along the river from the station and uh, had a date in, an, in a venue on the river, like overlooking people rowing past. Mm. And it was a gorgeous day, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, autumnal day. So, yeah, been busy with that. And I do need to go back and explore it properly. Yeah. But then I'm yeah. doing, I'm in Birmingham this weekend for another event. And then I'm off to York mm-hmm. the weekend after that for another, mm-hmm. for another event. So. Well. Yeah, You're life's just a traveller. Life's pretty full on, really, and then uh, yeah, lots of council stuff as well, and all the usual family comings and goings, and well, yeah, Christmas will be here before we know it, won't yeah. won't it? In in theory, if everything works out, I'm due to go to Paris at the weekend. Oh, for a few days. Um, uh, is this a rescheduled thing? Yeah, a rescheduled, rescheduled, rescheduled because of illness, COVID, and everything else. It's like, ah, oh, oh, right. So you have to Paris. So we might actually get there this time. Ah, Who knows? All right, fingers crossed. Mm. Oh, nice one. Well, on I'll... the train. Ah, okay. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, I was dreaming about another Eurostar train trip the other mm. day, actually. I need to plot something for next year, really, so we can yeah. get back over there. 
Yeah. Paris, actually. I've never, been, I've never been to Bristol. Yeah. I've never been to Paris either. Ah, you just haven't lived, have you? I know. We just go to Northumberland all the time. <laughs> I need to try, try some other places there. I'm going to take you around Europe on a tour. <laughs> uh, yeah. That would be cool. Um, okay. Let's dive in then, because, yeah, I mean, this, it was breaking news yesterday, but by the time this goes out, it'll be, well, like, jokingly, you might be out of a job. But, yeah, there was a bit of a shock horror from journalists, because, yeah... Bit of a cabinet reshuffle shuffle in uh, the UK Parliament government, and out of a Range Rover popped um, David Cameron, our former Prime Minister, and he's going to be the new Foreign Secretary, I think. Yeah. Which no one saw coming. Came from left field and quite dramatic, to be honest. In in, in that sense, quite a mm. quite a cool cool move. But um, strange. We live in strange times, don't we? But uh, I mean, yeah, just quickly. I was trying to, because I saw the news and I was on a call. Um, and we were all asking, like, he's not even MP, is he? Mm. Like, is he not, he's not an MP. So we were trying to figure out how he's able to be, have a role in cabinet, but you seem to think, or you know that. That is, his, um, they're making him a lord. Right. Aren't they? And the problem with that is that if you can be a lord and be in government, um, but if you're in the House of Lords, the, the people in the House of Commons cannot question you. Okay. Because you're in a different house. Can't yeah, you? yeah, yeah. So. I mean, it's just one of those weird little stranger, stranger things of our really ancient, old and fascinating uh, constitution in the UK, you know, and you might not like it, and I don't particularly like it, to be honest, but, you know, these are the rules we have. and. Uh... But, but the bit that is really interesting is that uh, I'm Prime Minister and I want somebody in my government who hasn't been elected, uh-huh. right? So I can get Joe Bloggs off the street and if I make him into a lord, I can get him into my government. Yeah. I mean, you can have advisors and, you know... No, you know but can you actually have a, t- a title as Minister of? As Cabinet Member for, yeah. Well, probably not, but so it, mm. it'd be, it's interesting. I mean, it's a really, you know, it's a high-profile foreign... And obviously, at the moment as well, with wars going on at various points across the globe, it's uh, a really important role. So it's going to be interesting to see how it how it goes down. Um, I think the other thing is that um, as a member of parliament, you have uh, culpability to your electorate, mm-hmm. but as a lord, you don't. There's no no one, is there? I know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's kind of weird, shaky ground. Um, but yeah, I kind of want to. I mean, it'll be interesting as well, just finally to see how it works in the polls, because I think it's kind of clicked mm. finally for Rishi that there's going to be an election in the next well yeah. six to twelve months, yeah. and that the polls are looking horrendous. So the next poll, we haven't seen one. Um, it's been too soon, really, but it's going to be interesting to see how the the polls shift and whether the electorate, because weirdly, in my I see David Cameron for better or worse, as basically a bit of a carbon copy of Keir Starmer. You know, he's that kind of Tony Blair-style politician that, you know, likeable, I guess, to a certain degree, middle of the road, not particularly inspiring. (laughs) But, I don't know, maybe a safe pair of hands, you know, that kind of thing, and that kind of grown-up in the room. So it'll be interesting to see how the polls come back in the next week. But he, he was about staying in Europe, wasn't he? He was. And then he lost that and we Brexited. Yeah. And it took what in hindsight was a quite a reckless decision well, from, mm. from your and I perspective to mm. 
to destabilise so much. So, yeah. Completely. Yeah. Um, and now he's back. I guess enough time has passed. Water under the bridge. And, uh, mm. yeah, I mean, there's there's a wing of the Conservative Party that will probably re- be really nervous about it. And, uh, mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. a wing of the party that uh, doesn't appeal to the majority of people in the UK. Because look mm. at the polls. They're getting absolutely hammered, aren't they? So, mm. um, yeah, fascinating. Does that mean we're due for another change? Of government? Yeah. Well, we definitely are. It's going to have to be within a year. But, uh, oh, gosh. Yeah, Who's going to get in? Let's wait and see. It's going to be fun and games, yeah. that's for sure. Uh, I'm just a lowly local councillor, so I don't need to worry too much about all that. Mm. But I'll be watching with interest. But, I get, yeah, just so moving it on, really, I want to talk about the role of experience um, and expertise in, in this decision, really. Um, because... Just interested in how we value those two different things and how, I don't know, experience comes with age generally, doesn't it, uh, as well? Yeah, and and it's like, what have you done? But it, it's like my friends, the doctors out there, we have general practitioners who are expected to be a jack of all trades and may have very little expertise in many of the areas they have to deal with. Yeah. And they're working off a computer or you know, someone so, else's say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like on Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah right. um, but over time, I guess, they will start to develop a bit of an intuition, won't yeah, they, for stuff. Yeah. But the reason you, you get referred to a consultant and a specialist is because they have the expertise. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah, it's weird. So I'm, I'm, I'm 42 in a, in a month or two. Oh, my God, you're so old. I know, I'm starting to feel it, let me tell you. But I'm also feeling pretty good about being this age, to be honest, because um, I, I did see a chart, which I'll try and dig out and put in the show notes, that, that kind of a, a person's most productive years are between, like, 40 to 50, 60, that kind of thing. Cause Does that mean I've had it? You've had it, mate, you've gone. Oh, God, God <laughs> that's it. Well, this isn't hard and fast. It can be much older, I guess. And it could be younger in certain senses. But I'm just saying that when you get to this age that I'm at, you've got that you've got the combination of all being well, a certain amount of physical energy left within you and that ability to run around like a lunatic and do lots of things. But in also Bristol. in Bristol and in yeah. Birmingham and yeah, Holland and all that. But also you've got a network you've got a bit of kind of 20 years of work experience mm. and working with people of all ages yeah and an experience in your chosen profession yeah uh, so when you've got those two things lined up you kind of hit that sweet spot which is yeah. hope where i'm hoping and think feeling feeling like i'm kind of getting to now which is cool yeah but again we don't want to write off people under the age of 40 do we or people past the, the age ages of 60 <laughs> yeah because it's never too late and all that and we've worked with loads of cool people haven't we yeah uh, that have achieved yeah, and I, I think that that is the case, isn't it? Is that um, we we have got young people that are, um, that are, are, are good, but then we we've got uh, lots <laughs> of old people that are still hanging in there and doing. I mean, that Auntie V who popped off a few months ago. Yeah. Yeah, and nearly ninety six when she went, and she's amazing. Yeah. My grandma, yeah. I mean, yeah. my grandma was doing yeah. aerobics when she was eighty plus, and yeah. still like physically taking part. And later than that, she was sitting at the front, still directing people. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't want people listening to this above a certain age to think it's all over. Because even if you haven't got the physical energy to run around anymore, you know. But I mean, one of the things is is that people are living longer and longer, aren't they? Yeah. 
you know. Um, and, well, and w- they are, but I think I think we're just sort of COVID's messed up the stats a little bit. But I Is think that- in certain developed countries like the US and and parts of the UK, age um, longevity is starting to dip now. Actually. Is it? So it's like, are we are we finally reaching the uh, upper limits? So what are the upper limits? There's a hundred. Or- well, that's the upper limits. I mean, the average age was 82 for a woman, 79 for a man in the UK or something like that. Is it? A bit beyond that. I think it's just starting to look like it's gonna, it's plateauing a little bit. Yeah. But it might be a little a blip, who knows? Or it might start tumbling dramatically, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, even on the, on the on Wirral, where we live, there's a 10-year difference in age expectancy on East and West Wirral, you know, on the, on the, rich, yeah, yeah. On the rich side where yeah. you are. <laughs> people will live 10 years longer on average oh uh, well look out fella yeah. I'm going to be living and the divide is just I'm pointing out my window the, the M53 is the motorway that, is that the, the the middle line that's sort of the middle line in right. general obviously you know there's um, but yeah, yeah it's mad isn't it how that uh, life expectancy can shift so much within a local yeah. area um, but yeah experience and all that so it, I mean I think they used a photo of David Cameron in his comeback thing on the conservative Twitter feed from when he was a younger man, but he's, he's he looks older actually. Have you noticed? I mean, he's he's gone a lot greyer since when he was a prime minister, or whatever. He might have had that done ago. deliberately to make him look like his mum. Oh yeah, okay, <laughs> distinguished grey-haired man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've I've pulled up a few um, blog posts that kind of talk. They're they're more. They tend to be focused around the kind of LinkedIn work stuff around the value of experience and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, how do you find it working with medical professionals and how, how are older medical professionals treated compared to younger? Are they always, they're not always, I assume it necessarily more skillful with, I don't know, a knife and a surgeon, for example, but. I don't know. I mean, I think that there are issues um, without getting too carried away that a lot of people that do very technical surgical kind of work tend to be a bit on the spectrum and uh, that sounds a bit extreme but i think that's quite important because when you cut someone open you can't have someone that's going oh my god oh my god it needs to be someone who's kind of cold and precise and can actually do the job Mm. and you have to have certain skills to do that and we see those skills as being a bit kind of autistic or on the spectrum yeah um like a bit of being a bit kind of withdrawn from your emotion. But I think that you have to be to be able to do the jobs that they do. Yeah, and also I guess it's not the kind of um, place where you can make too many mistakes without, yeah. you know, being yeah. like losing your licence or whatever. But yeah. I guess there is a certain amount of experience that comes with, well, if you're a surgeon and you're cutting people open, you know, if you've yeah. seen enough insides of people and you've seen the weird variations that must yeah. exist... Yeah. When you do go inside, you you'll probably be looking for certain things that, mm. um, having done thousands of operations, a, a newbie would not necessarily know, even if they've read it all in textbooks and all that kind of stuff. I I've known surgeons who, um, uh, I mean, obviously you never know what you're going to find when you cut someone open. I mean, you've got an idea what's going to be in there and what you've got to do, but you never know what it's actually like until you're in there. Yeah. And I've um, seen. Uh, quite a few surgeons who uh, go by the smell because Ooh. when you open a body up it smells I'm sure yeah, yeah. okay and uh, and, a, and a body can smell 
you know, fresh and or it can smell like there's something a bit kind of rotten going on. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But they, a, a, a good surgeon can tell a lot just by the smell of what's wow. going on, which is quite weird. And that comes through experience, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Big time. Uh, <laughs> you're winding him up, man. Yeah, you, you're spoiling for a fight here. Experience should have taught you. I swear, I've got no expertise in this area. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't give Cooper the chance to have a play fight with you because he'll take it. <laughs> Come here, you bud. Um, I've actually found another weird blog post which I thought, well, I just put something to Google, but it's come up from a, a diver or a diving website. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and it's talking about experience and how it's necessary when diving, you know, and things can go wrong when you're deep underwater yeah. quite quickly. And it, it's quite, it's so important when you're doing things like that. Um, and I, I learned that when I was doing different water stuff. But it's, that, it's so important that, that you have a buddy with you. Yeah. That you don't go on your own. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there are a few people that do have the experience to be able to go on their own. But it's like, really, you need someone with you. Yeah. You know. Um. Same when, when you're kind of mountain climbing, rock climbing, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so the, it says, to close, experience is important because it allows us to make more accurate decisions in uncertain situations. Mm-hmm. From research, the error rate is, in novel situations is between 1, one to 2 and 1 to 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, not great odds when you are underwater. So, yeah, it's, it's saying how experience in that case, I guess it kind of will steady your nerves a little bit. Um, and when you do experience, and I guess politics is like that because mad... Mad situations will crop up in politics all the time that you're not expecting, and uh, on a national scale or an international scale, it's war. And even in a weird locally, you know, I get, I never know what's going to arrive in my inbox every day with what yeah. a resident yeah. has had an issue with. So I guess. And uh, I, do you think that as a politician, either local or national, that you need a buddy with you like you would if you were diving? Yeah. You need that kind of support. Well, I'm certainly finding it useful because we've we've got three greens in Bemington and more. Mm. across worlds so we have a, mm. a really good network in fact that's mentioned in somewhere around the experience how in time you build networks don't you of people mm. to re- to rely on yeah uh so as a counselor yeah totally if i was on my own and in fact i'm on a committee with with someone who is the only member of that political party with them uh and i sit next to them actually and whereas this this person is on their own in committees, having to have, have to read the whole agenda by themselves and learn mm. everything. Whereas I've got there's three greens, yeah. so we divvy up the agenda. We kind of before we'll we'll have a meeting a week before to kind of mm. go through it and just make sure. Yeah. Oh, what's this mean? And that's and I'll go. Oh, that's something I know about. And then another bit I'll have no clue, and they'll say, Oh yeah, I've asked about that. And mm. so we've got this kind of shared knowledge. I mean, one of the things about. When you when you learn to dive, and I did my diving certificates, um, and you're doing aqua stuff, you have to learn to go under the water and share your breathing apparatus with someone else. Uh-huh. So you actually have, you're thirty feet down, uh-huh. and you have to take it out of your mouth and let Blunt someone it else use it, and then you take it back. Oh wow! And that takes a hell of uh, of like confidence to take your air support out of your mouth and give it to someone else. Yeah. You know, on the basis that you're going to get it back in a minute. Ah, wow. You know, and and it, it, to me, lots of things, like whether you're a surgeon, a politician, whatever, and you're effectively 30 feet down in whatever it is you're in. In the shit. Maybe yeah. you need someone <laughs> to share the air with. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I guess maybe that's something where Rishi, our Prime Minister, is kind of 
acknowledged with hiring. Yeah. It, from his point of view, to, to bring back a former prime minister mm. um, to come and stand alongside you and in some ways kind of outmuscle you a little bit because he's got yeah. a bit more gravitas and more experience. Yeah. That yeah. takes a bit of confidence, doesn't it? And it also yeah. maybe also states that Rishi's a bit nervous, that he can see that things aren't going well and he needs a lot of help. But I guess, mm. you know, from a subjective, objective point of view, it takes confidence to do that as well, doesn't it? Like saying, mm. right, I'm in trouble. Mm. I need to call in the big boys and girls. Mm. Uh, the big boys. Come give yeah. us a hand, would you? Because that, yeah, that yeah. takes courage, doesn't it? Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, and maybe that, that's a good thing about him then. Mm. Mm. Because he's recognised how much trouble mm. him and his party are in. Yeah. Uh, uh, to me, we're at a very interesting point globally. Mm. And it will be interesting to see where it all goes now. I know. Well, mm. it is. Thankfully, we've got the comfort of just being able to sit up, sit back and watch it on our tellies, haven't we? Whereas there's some real serious stuff going on around the world. So, mm. uh, fascinating times, eh? Mm. And then little Cooper just gets to sit and look out the window all day. Yeah. Now he's calmed down a bit, eh? He doesn't bother. He's in control. Because <laughs> he's in control. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the last point I had was around network, network building and how that does come in time, doesn't it? You can't just start a job or a a role and expect to know absolutely everyone hmm. and being able, being able to call on everyone. So I've found that quite cool as being a counsellor because we did do a lot of networking. Well, yeah. I did in business, in yeah, our yeah. business lives. Yeah. Uh, and, but I think that's true in any area. Um, when I've been working in particular areas of medicine, there are networks across the world mm -hmm. you know, that, that do actually talk to each other. Yeah, mm. they do. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. so I've found that quite cool about my local politics stuff is that I've been able to apply my, Nows for building networks into like getting to know key officers at the council, you know, and you know, yeah. something goes wrong in a certain. I've had somewhere where recently a, a tree was chopped down without permission by the sounds of it, or they chopped the wrong mm. one down. So it's like I needed to spring, and I, thankfully, I know the kind of one of the senior tree officers that I can just mm. call on and just get the answer very quickly. Mm. Um, I don't know anything about trees really, and yeah, yeah. So, Do we know what happened to that the tree up on Hadrian's Wall that was chopped down? Uh, what did they do with the wood in the end? No, no, nothing more said about that, actually. Yeah. Because um, they were talking about pencils and violins and all kinds of Yeah, things. yeah, weird. Mm. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about that, actually, that act of mm. mindless vandalism. Crazy. I think the postman's yeah. just come and I've managed to... Oh, it's a lovely person. <laughs> Experience taught me that... <laughs> I knew that look that that look that he was giving was a, a delivery person here does, and does a, he have experience and expertise in this area <laughs> he does but I, I beat you Cooper <laughs> uh, dear me um, alright cool anything else you want to mention or have you got a resource of the week yeah my resource of the week is I think we should all do this uh -huh. is that for £25 £24.99 you can buy the title of Lord, and you buy five square feet of the uh, National Park in uh, the Lake District, and you because you have the title <laughs> of Lordship to that five square feet. So it's Lord Sean of wherever that thing Where is. Where it would be, yeah. You, well, you can you can have a title, uh -huh. um, and if you want to do it for Lord and Lady, it's thirty six pounds. You get a discount. Oh, that's not a bad deal. So, so do you think? David Cameron was quickly on the on that website. Do you think he could have been? By his title. I mean, that means that I could go on there, become Lord Sean, 
and then be in Parliament tomorrow. And move in next door, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I should. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to put the uh, the diving link in because it's actually got some really interesting yeah. uh, tidbits of uh, information. And uh, mm. so, yeah, it, it's interesting things like diving, and I, th- I was listening to a thing uh, about guys going up to, into into space, and how yeah. similar it is going up and going down. Yeah, and yeah, you, you have to be that sense of look working as a team and looking after each other mm. is true the same way you know yeah yeah, yeah. really cool mm. all right brilliant we'll leave it there um, thanks for your time thank you see you on the other side yeah. thank you cooper yeah well done cooper not too bad mate well done <laughs> good lad <laughs> all right see you sean see you